Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bethlehem Church Podcast, where our goal is to offer you compelling biblical content to equip you to live an empowered Christian life. Each week, you'll hear a message from our lead pastor, Matt Robinson, or another member of the Bethlehem team. We also host a conversation every week where we unpack different facets of Sunday's message. We're so excited about this conversation, and we hope it's a blessing to you. Let's jump in. Well, hey there. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. <clears throat> and we're here to have a conversation yes, we on are. this Thursday. Shall we converse? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. If it is your first time listening, uh, this kind of serves as a uh, sermon companion to what he preaches on a Sunday, and we have a conversation to talk about it yeah. during the week for your enjoyment and your enlightenment. <laughs> Um, cause we're going to enlighten you. Yeah, we are. Yep. As we are enlightened in this moment ourselves. Yes. And so what we do is we take a dive into his message, which is linked in the description above or in the description of what you're listening to on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever. Feel free to leave us a rating that helps a ton. I actually just figured out how to leave ratings on Spotify this past week. So oh, I wow. rated us five stars, of course. Good for you. you know. How do you um, do that? I, I honestly, I just was like, remember. oh, there's a button that says rate, uh, cool. uh, but I don't know where I found it, but please do that uh, <laughs> wherever you listen. Uh, <laughs> but this week we are talking about your message. This is our Ruth Decisively Loyal series, yeah. and we are in the third week, the third out of four weeks. So we're almost yeah, done. Man. And uh, boy, let's talk about them feet, though. <laughs> oh, the feet, <laughs> though. The feet. Yeah, that is a. Yeah, it's been good. That's a big, big part of this passage here. Um, but that's where we're at. If you want to catch up, we have the yeah. the rest of the series and the rest of these conversations on our YouTube channel and on our website. Check uh, it out. Check it out. Please do. Yeah. So, man, but I've enjoyed it so far. It's been really good. Yeah, me really too. Really good series. Mm -hmm. Any ideas where we're going next? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, like book-wise. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I know where I'm going this Sunday. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I've, <laughs> I should I even say it. I, I mean, I think that Genesis would be fun. I w I've been thinking that. I think really? it's great. Yeah, I love me some Genesis. I started that John Walton book. Which one? The Lost World. Lost World of uh, Genesis I, One. Yeah, I think that's the title. I could that's be really saying it wrong. So he has a couple of those. There's a Lost World of Genesis One, Lost mm, World of the Flood. The yeah. uh, I'm actually finishing Lost World of the Flood right now. I've got like 20 minutes left. Is it good? It's really good. Mm. Honestly, it's just it's on the tail end of like a couple of bad books mm. that I just have not enjoyed very much. Yeah. And I started this one, and within like five minutes, I was like, this is going to be a good read. I've come That's to awesome. appreciate him a lot, and I think he wrote it with uh, Tremper Longman, maybe. Hmm. Um, but it's a good book, either way. I mean, go read that. My thought of you know doing it was like, oh, you know, I think it, it would be fun to kind of study it right now. <laughs> and so it's you know it's more of a selfish thing, like oh, yeah, man, I'm really just into ancient cosmology and yeah, reading into some of those things. And mm -hmm. you know, I thought oh, that that would be fun to just launch into Genesis one, and that would allow me, it would afford me more time to. Yeah to do so but i don't know i've, I've also enjoyed this um little bit of little of chunks at a time Old testament because you know if you do genesis i mean it's going to take you over we'll be there all year for sure plus some Ooh, that'd be really cool though yeah. a year of a year of beginnings i know yeah, yeah i thought about that that would be fun there would be no end in sight for a None. long time yeah um so i don't know there there's that and there's so many stories there's i, I mean it would be fun Mm -hmm. You know, but I think at the rate we were, mo we were moving, I'd have to slow it down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those ones where you just put it in low for a while and you just kind of cruise <laughs> through low and slow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Put I, her in four low and just chug along. Yeah. I think that would be fun. 
Uh, I thought about like the opposite end of the spectrum. I've been thinking about Roman Romans cause I've never done that. You yeah. Know, boy, that would get deep real quick. Yeah. And I'm just not, well, we've been talking about studying evangelism more for our, you know, getting our mm-hmm. church into evangelism yeah. and doing evangelism, evangelism trainings on Wednesday mm-hmm. nights. And I think that if we dug into Romans, we could really, and I, I don't know that I would go so deep, but uh, deep enough that would give us uh, just a, a better context for the gospel. And yeah. so I think that there would be a ton of value in going to the book of Romans. Agreed. Um, so I don't know. Those are just some of the things I've been thinking. Um, yeah. Revelation yeah. would be fun, you know, just to kind You're of brave. Well, I, <laughs> it would not look like what it would have once looked like. Yeah. You know, and I think that that would put people at ease mm-hmm. right now, like in this, uh, in this season and in, in this scenario that everybody's like, everything's the mark of the beast, you know? Oh my God. Um, makes me so mad. Yeah. I think I literally just got a spam message yesterday and not even a spam message. Like the person addressed me by my first name and, and the rest of it was copy and pasted, but it was like revelation six, four is going to be fulfilled in the, in the, uh, the war in, uh, with Iran that's coming and get oh believers gosh. need to get ready. And, and it wasn't even somebody on my friends list. It was wow, like a mutual. Weird. We really have a weird. share a mutual friend. Yeah. Um. Who's you know? Guess what circle they're affiliated with? Of but, course. Uh, <laughs> right? Of course. Yeah. But I was like, wow, this guy like really believes what he believes, and that he is messaging friends of his friends. Yeah. To send this stuff out there, like yeah, he, and it's and, a thing. It's just bunk. Yeah. And of course, there's like the, I didn't even read all of it, but it's like a random like picture of Osama bin Laden like sandwiched oh. in there, just like a ton, just junk. So I don't probably know. something in there too about you know the Baptists have always been the ones preaching, <laughs> right. you know the the repentance that's needed. Let me go ahead and turn my phone on. Do not disturb. Yeah, way to go. And then like a clip or, or like then a verse about John the Baptist in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've always been right. See right there, that guy. Exactly. John the Baptizer. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Those, oh my gosh. Those those are my favorite. But wow. I I think like those are just some of the things going through my head. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and not that any of them would be like groundbreaking and revolutionary, but they would be like I do think Genesis would be groundbreaking because yeah, I feel true. like I feel like so many people just do not have I the should proper clarify. I don't mean ground like the the teaching my perspective on it, not to say that oh like here's the the point of view that's gonna make <clears> the difference because I would be very neutral on a lot of things. You know what I yeah. mean? At this season in my ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, that's kind of more of what I meant. Yeah. Like not that I would be like, Oh, here it is, here's the answer, you know, it would right. be like, Oh, here's some here's some <laughs> food for thought, you know, people right. like, Oh Well I think on either end of it you have, you know, just I mean, I feel like Genesis, specifically Genesis 1 through yeah. 7, um, people just have these, you know, we we keep like a Sunday school mindset with these yeah. things. And anything beyond that is like, huh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And Genesis 1 through 11 is just wild in all mm. senses. Mm. <laughs> so there's a lot there. Um, and even, yeah. I mean, Genesis 12 with Abraham's calling. I think that uh, the like wisdom literature, I think it would be fun to do, like break up whatever series we're doing with like a chapter in wisdom literature, like to just talk about like even Proverbs. Like if we just yeah. said, here's some, here's some anecdotal advice within a right. message just to kind of like break up. Some, break it up a little things. bit. Tim Mackey pops out of nowhere. Like actually the whole Bible is wisdom literature. <laughs> <laughs> My wife listened to a message of his about um, praying from the Psalms. Uh-huh. Have you watched that? Mm. I think it was about Psalm 22. No. 
Yeah, she was really moved by it. I really? was like, yeah, anything he writes. Literally anything that he puts out. Is is I don't know why really he has not good. written a book on anything yet. He hasn't? No, he has written zero books. Oh, that's interesting. Except for like the Bible Project's coffee table book he's that they put a lot out. Of content. He, he does. could easily. Does. I'm sure. I just don't think that he thinks that he's like the guy. Therefore, he probably shouldn't write books. But like, you know, everything. Whoa. The guy often thinks that he's not the guy. Yeah, usually those that's are the good, guys. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good sign. So he'll probably never write a book. And anyway, uh, he will. He'll get to his probably 60s and 70s yeah. and be like, <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, I think here's all my manuscripts. Someone go do it. <laughs> right. Well, he can. I mean, he's at this point. I mean, there's hundreds so of Bible much. project episodes, hundreds so of videos. Much. Well, not yeah. hundreds of videos, but lots of videos. Yeah. Um, but he'll probably whenever they put a, you know, put an end to that project, if ever, or whenever he chooses to hand it off. Yeah. He'll probably be like, you know what? I could make a lot of money by writing one book. And just do that. Yeah, I I don't know anybody who is in ministry. Who there are a lot of people who have no business writing books to write books That's that people true. buy. So That's very true. Tim Mackey of all people would would make good money yeah, buying a book, man. writing that would a book. Be awesome, please write it, Tim. Yeah, Mark Driscoll somewhere is like, yeah, just have your church buy like pallets of them <laughs> and put them in a warehouse and pocket all that cash so it gets on the New York Times bestseller list. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. I read a book a day. Wartime. <laughs> yeah, wartime. And they're all mine. <laughs> I write a book and read a book every day right in here. I read a book every day. It's Philemon. Wait, I just wrote one. Somebody give me a pen and paper. <laughs> Ten staff members just right there with right. pen and paper right at that. Oh, yeah. Here, Pastor Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives every single one of them the middle finger because that's yeah. how he is. And he punches them <laughs> once in the face. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Well, let's jump in here. All right, well let's uh, let's jump back in here. So we got uh, Ruth decisively loyal week three. So we are in Ruth chapter three, mm. and once again, if you have not heard the message, it is in the link. And we also the sermon notes that we are referencing, we publish them week to week, and they are in the description as well. And feel free to download them, pay, or uh, re-preach them, whatever you'd like to do with <laughs> them. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, unless you want to, whatever. we'll have Facebook take your video down. Um, <laughs> But anyway, like like ours just got flagged Sunday, (laughs) (laughs) right? Hey, stuff happens. I was like, oh no, why did they flag us? I was like, we haven't been flagged in like, it's been forever. Um, You know, what's well, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag because somebody, one of the tech overlords might hear me say it, but I think I've discovered a loophole with tracks for Facebook live. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, but let's talk about Ruth chapter three. Give us a, maybe just give us a brief rundown of kind of leading into it and where we're, you know, where we're heading with it. And we'll kind of dive in on some of the, the neat things here. Well, there's a lot, a yeah, lot here. Picking up on like our Tim Mackey conversation earlier before we, uh, jump back in. Um, you know, it was like my wife watched the Ruth. <laughs> she watched the Ruth Bible project. The book of Ruth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that was good. Yeah, that was really good. It's yeah. almost like I've watched all of <laughs> the them. Book of Ruth. <laughs> and I'm Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really good at Hebrew. <laughs> and I can say Hebrew words right now. And this guy, John. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, John, who's drawing the animation as we speak right now. <laughs> anyway, my wife was like, uh, I've watched the Ruth. Uh, you know, Bible project video. And she's like, he didn't go into any of that stuff. You said, <laughs> I said, which means it's probably what I said wasn't accurate. 
but honestly it's you know looking at the narrative i said that's a short video right and they they give a good summary yeah usually and, and ultimately like it's so short and the you know the content let's it, talk about the feet <laughs> <laughs> all right well the content is so like to me almost i'm sorry Tim, i love you so much oh, i would oh, never yeah, disrespect yeah. you ever no just, we love just, you yeah Continue. Yeah, you, can have, <laughs> you can have all of the money in our bank accounts. Yeah, all of it. All of it. For you. Because you would do more with it for the gospel. Because you're that good. Um, just in your thoughts. Like not even in doing anything actually. Your yeah. thought does more for the gospel than what we'll Tim ever Mackey do. Tim Mackey probably <laughs> actually does read a book a day. Yeah. But doesn't say it. Take that more. Be like Tim. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we're like picking on Mark Driscoll. Today. Poor guy. He could care less. <laughs> right. Made that clear. He's taking a money bath every night. Like yeah. I don't care what y'all think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He lives in Arizona. He's like, he yeah, reti- my my severance package for a year is more than you'll make in like seven. So <laughs> more than you'll make ever in your life. Right. Yeah. I'm swimming in it literally in is in Israel. <laughs> in Arizona right now with my three new Broncos. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Who would buy a Ford Bronco? Yeah, they're I would not. No. Yeah. I just think it's very overrated. They look like a little Jeep compass. They do. And it then looks it's like, just like a, Now, they do have like an off-road package that looks pretty sweet that I yeah. think has a hard top that you can take off. Yeah. But unless you buy... It's like the equivalent... Just buy a like, freaking Jeep. Right. Well, mo- right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't like Jeeps, but... Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> if that's what you're going to have, like, I don't yeah. know. They're trying to target the Jeep crowd, but there's like... Nobody has a cult-like following quite like the Jeep no. crowd. So I mean, they're the not Jeep encroaching people, on that at all. No, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll pay extra, and it will break down all the time. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we won't even buy the extended warranty we don't from even Mopar. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I feel like buying the, the Bronco that looks like a Jeep Compass is like the equivalent of buying That's a V6 dumb. Mustang. <laughs> or the four-cylinder yeah. EcoBoost. Like, you, if you can't afford a Mustang, just don't buy a just Mustang. Just don't buy a Mustang. Right. Yeah. If you can't afford to at least get eight cylinders and a muscle car, don't buy it. Yeah. Anyway. buy a Tesla instead. <laughs> yeah, I support just Tesla kidding. for yeah. sure. Except that time I sold all my Tesla stock like an Bummer. idiot. I um, sold mine too. Gosh, I, I didn't have as much as you did. Still kick myself. Anyway. But still. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Can't Sorry, your wife, the Ruth milk. video. Yeah, she's like, he didn't say any of that stuff that you said on Sunday. And I was like, look. It's, you know, to be fair, that content is crazy. Like, the story's nuts. And yeah. so if you've not read Ruth Chapter 3, go read it. Uh, and I felt like I I did my best to kind of, like, you know, give and present what it what it is and what I think it is. Um, there's going to be so many varying opinions out there, depending on what commentary you read <clears throat> and, yeah. um, you know, what perspective they're coming from. But it's clear that the narr- – I think my opinion, it's very clear – that the narrator is skilled, whoever's writing this, whether it's Samuel or... Uh, what do you think? Who do you think wrote it? I don't know. Yeah. Probably okay. somebody will never know, yeah. in my opinion. Something gets something gets Samuel. <clears throat> something and then, know. you know, whoever wrote it and then whoever, you know, I'm sure it was edited multiple times throughout the history right. of its existence. And yeah. who knows how many hands touched it by the time we have its final form today. Yeah. I but, have no idea. But it's clear that they're you know, their skill in presenting this story with what details were put in and what was left out. And then what was, you know, for the imagination, Mm -hmm. like what was left for the imagination. I I think that the ancient reader like knew exactly what, what this author, what the narrator, it was getting at. Yeah. Right. And so we're, we're just trying to like piece that together. Like what exactly is he trying to, to get to? And you have to get to chapter four 
to get the overall point. <clears throat> yeah. And I think really that for me is where like interpretively, like like chapter four makes it very clear the intent of the book. That's right. And as long as you arrive at that conclusion, like there's some room to play yeah. in between. I you know, you there. But uh anyway. <laughs> But <laughs> there's some room to uncover some folks' feet and you know <laughs> let the wind blow where it does. Let it blow at midnight. But I think that for me, you know, like I had to, I had to just for sake of the way we do church today, I had to be like, we're stopping here. We're going to talk about it and draw an application, you know, because I think an application is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we, we, we drew an application. We told <laughs> we drew it just like Tim draws in his cool just videos. Just like Tim. Yeah. In mu- a much better way. Yeah. That we do. <clears throat> or we, I meant to say we draw in a much, but whatever. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. So I thought it was, uh, you know, you kind of start off the story, you know, Ruth, which once again, this is kind of an example of Ruth really. I know you weren't here Sunday. Did you listen to it? I did. Yeah, I listened to it. Yep. Yep. What'd you think? I do go to church here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was really good. We were at teen camp. Yeah, we went to teen camp. Yeah. Um, And boy, that was awesome. You know, for all of you who sent your teenagers, thank you so much. I hope they all had a great time. And I hope they all become warriors for Jesus at the end of the day. Um, The end of today. (laughs) Because we're talking about stuff again tonight. That's right. In our small group because we're recording this on Wednesday. Are we baptizing them Sunday? Uh, I don't think so. I got to get shirts and stuff and have some follow-up conversations. Hey. <laughs> follow-up conversations after this conversation sounds um good. but you know in the beginning you kind of have another example of ruth you know showing that uh she honors the headship of naomi again you know where she's just like look whatever you tell me to do i'm gonna do it yeah and you know she probably in her mind ate those words a little bit <laughs> in the I beginning know. because she was like oh you'll do whatever i tell you well here's what you need to do yeah you know, insert Brooks and Dunn song reference. I loved that. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, that was good. If you missed that, you need to go back and listen to the message. It's worth the whole the whole kit yeah. and caboodle. Which one was that? I I think I gave several. It was uh <clears throat> it was an excerpt from Hillbilly Deluxe. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Was that the song? Yeah. Oh man, I need <laughs> It is. It's like the beginning of the song, like prior to the chorus and everything. Yeah. But um it was good, but she puts herself in a really vulnerable position and kind of where you took that on a practical end, or at least my uh, understanding, is that uh, <laughs> it's nice to be able to breathe normal on a podcast. Yeah, I'm man. reflecting on not being able to breathe a couple weeks ago. COVID days. Right. Um, but just kind of... <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> whatever it was, it is gone, <laughs> and I'm grateful. And to my knowledge, I gave it to no one else except my wife and baby. Um, That's terrible. Yeah, or toddler, whatever the heck she is now. Um, but Ter- any- terrible or toddler, <laughs> <laughs> both. whichever one that she is, <laughs> she is both. Um, now she says no to everything, love even it. when she means yes. It's I great. Just, I just love it. <laughs> but on a practical end, you took that and you were like, listen, you know, sometimes you got to go all in on stuff for, you know, for anything to happen. Yeah. You know, if you want to, <laughs> if you want a miracle, you got to put yourself in a situation where it's going to take a miracle to get you, get you through to the end of it. That's right. And that's exactly what she did. It's to me, it's the climax of the story the narrator is telling of her literally doing everything in her power, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's really where uh, and and he's a genius when he gets to chapter four and Ruth and Naomi don't even speak. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like literally they reached the end of what they could do. And then Boaz takes over, you know, and, and yeah. I'm really, really pumped to preach the message on Sunday. But before you get there, you have to see that the Lord called them to those, those hard things first, you know, Mm -hmm. he called them to, 
you know, those places of desperation that were fueled by faith. And I think that, you know, so often, this is my shoe, uh, so often we, you know, we, we go, we, we say go hard in the paint here at Bethlehem, but we go hard in the wrong areas. You know, we, yeah. we take those steps and we, we take risks where, you know, the enemy just gains an advantage, but yet we don't do, and we don't take those, those risks and, and do those things in, you know, the areas that the Lord says, look, I'm just waiting on you to, to act. I'm waiting on you to, you know, to give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm going to come through for you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then we continue to play it safe. We continue to, you know, take another lap around the block instead of like going up to the house and knocking on the door proverbially and saying like, look, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to deal with this relationship. I'm going to deal with this job or with this thing, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Like the Lord is wanting us to, to make a move. He Mm -hmm. really is to go all in. And for those of you who are passive slash passive aggressive, like I am, that's a challenge, you know? And that I hit think me. personality does have a lot to do with it. It does. And that hit me where I live, you know, a little bit because I just tend to not like whatever, you know. Yeah, you have to I'm push past. Work, we'll just work zones. around that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's, you know, push out of your comfort zone. That that kind of yeah. was the, you know, the overall, like, it's very clear that that's what happened in the story. And, you know, you can take that or leave it. Well, you God can, bless you. you can, yeah. Well, you can look I, at it. I think I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, but. Leave it right there. <laughs> leave it covered. But I think, <laughs> but I think you can talk about uh, like the the scenario of the fact that she needed a Naomi. Mm-hmm. You know, she made the decision to follow. And so, wh- whatever perspective you're looking at this, if you're to be the Ruth, um, you know, you you can't go at it alone. If you're to be the Naomi, you can't go at it alone. You know, like we need each other. The church needs each other and we're called to do things uh in such a way that is gospel centered you know but but are postured for a move for the lord you know and so that's that's selfless in so many ways but i think there were just some really uh helpful practical things you know that we can look at from boaz's perspective and from ruth's perspective um that will really help guide and shape what it looks like to go further for the lord um and and i think that Maybe you were in church on Sunday, or maybe you're you, you know you're going to go back and listen to it. Whatever, wherever uh, you land in that and in, in the story, I think that um, you have to see it as uh, you know just some some practical steps that you can take uh, to doing more in 2022, to doing more for the Lord in your life and in general. And know that for every step that you're thinking about taking, the devil has a counter. You know he has a balance to. Uh, the move that you're going to make for the Lord, he, he's going to try to disrupt that. And so uh, looking at from both sides of, of, of this, you know, there was the risk of Ruth, but there was the resolve of Boaz. Man, that was good. You know, so it, it's like whatever that risk. was great on the fly. Yeah, whatever risk that you're being challenged with, you know, make sure that you're putting yourself in a position that will be met with resolve from the Lord on the other end. And I think it's a fair illustration to say, resolve from the Lord from Boaz's end. And we're going to see that in chapter four, you know, the Lord is clearly working through Boaz, the Lord, you know, uh, he even says to her, Boaz's references, you know, you're under the Lord's wing when she is saying, Hey, sexually, intimately, I want to be under your wing. Boaz is saying, no, you're, you're already covered, sweetheart. Like, and let me explain something to you that, 
Uh, if this plays out, I will take you. We This will go to the next level, but it's going to happen in the Lord's timing. And so we just talked about how if that had been Boaz, it could have been really bad. Yeah. I mean, really think bad. about think about the situation where, you know, you wake up and you're already feeling good because he had whatever he harvested from his vineyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he wakes up to some woman who's probably... 25 years younger than he is at least easily easily and she uncovers his feet and he's like oh that's what you want oh you got property oh you know what i mean like if if he wasn't a good man like she could have been in a very bad situation yeah you know and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have played out the same so that really you know what naomi had said about boaz ended up being very true that he is indeed you know he's just a good dude you know and and he you know, not just good in and of himself, but he was like, listen, you know, the God that you are, are now choosing to follow is going to take care of this. And, yeah, 100%. You know, let's check about this first. And if not, then I'll still take care of you. But if not, you know, then he will. Yeah. You know, just a very interesting spin there. It is. And I, I think that the story is just second to none. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that the whole thing comes together, the the way the narrator is, is portraying it. Um, but I think that, you know, digging into some of those things, like listen to the message, look at the notes. Um, it sounds very promiscuous and that's because it is, it is promiscuous. It is. It, yeah. it, I think it's promiscuous in general, but I think it just sounds very, very much so in our Western context, because this is just not, it's not something that we do. <laughs> no. And, and I think for, you know, just to be clear, you know, what we're talking about is this wasn't as sexualized as. You know, as it seems, as it would have been in a movie, or how we would, if this was some kind of weird lifetime movie, and we talked about that on Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. like if it wasn't in that regard, I think Alex told me that uh, the first like when he had read it. I think it was Alex, but he's like, this is like some kind of crazy lifetime movie. Somebody did, if it wasn't him, but yeah. Uh, any, anyway, but the point is, is like we look at it from that perspective only. Yeah, she was. This was survival for her. This was absolutely survival. If it was a lifetime movie. He, she would have been like, <clears throat> you know, uh, engaged to Boaz, right? The rich, the rich, handsome guy, right? And then she goes back to Moab to like meet with her parents and meets like some young farm boy, right? And ends up be in love with him, and you know, Boaz <laughs> gets left at the altar. This like sounds that. like Hallmark, not Lifetime. Oh yeah, 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 yeah it's Hallmark. Yeah, you're off. Never on mind, this. I'm off base. But if That's Ruth a was a Hallmark movie, That's mark my words. Hallmark my words. That would have been it. <laughs> Anyway. Lifetime would have been like she had a murder weapon underneath her, like <laughs> underneath her dress. Right. If he didn't like, forgive me, I don't have cable, so I don't, I don't have <laughs> yeah. access to Lifetime movies. <laughs> anyway, the the just the the portrayal of it, though, I I think that you know we can't over contextualize for for how mm. we're seeing it and how we're perceiving it. Um, you know, this was this was clearly the oh, we're hold on one second. Hold up, we'll we'll be right back. All right, sorry, we are back, and uh, man, pa- Pastor Ray and Miss Charlotte stopped by. Yeah, they've been out for gosh, she said ten weeks. It's a long. Uh, time. It's been a long time, but he's yeah. been undergoing radiation. So pray for Pastor Ray if you can. Yeah. Uh, but we just chatted with them for they a couple minutes. They had just stopped by. Yeah. So we got to. Uh, yep, she's knocking on, on the window. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Well, it was good to see them. Yeah, it was good to see them. Um, but putting a bow on this conversation yeah. here, uh, just. You know, at the end of the story, there were a couple things at play on a practical level. And, you know, basically, like, Ruth was doing what she was doing under the instruction of Naomi. But the goal was not for her to be promiscuous, which is, you know, kind of what it sounds like. But rather, you know, they were seeking a family redeemer, which was a legal thing that they could do so that Mm -hmm. they could have 
you know, Ruth could have some sort of posterity again. You know, she could have children. She could have land. And without those two things, she would have been would have been destitute and and poor yeah. indefinitely. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, wanting to take advantage of the systems that are in play, not take advantage of, but utilize, I guess is a better word. Yeah. Um, well, I think, too, like you see the tension of and, and this is going to get res- and I, I made that very clear, right? Like there's tension in this story that's unresolved till next week, yep. which is this coming Sunday. Um, so we stopped in chapter three and we talked about the application, which some people may disagree with me for, for doing that. But I think it's necessary, right, to see that in your life, you need to take it as far as you can take it. And then there's someone else, right, that's got another gear, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the Lord. And he he's going to he's going to make the difference. Whereas she thought, of course, Naomi, right, that what you're going to do, the instruction I'm going to give you, it's going to, it's going to work. You know, it's got to work. It's the last thing that we can do. Right. And then ultimately when Boaz says, well, um, we have to check and see if the other, the one who's next in line to be your kinsman redeemer, we have to see if he, uh, you know, is, is going to redeem you first. And if he doesn't, then I'll. And so uh, that's kind of like something that I, I want to point out and maybe leave you with. And then, of course, all the tension will be resolved on Sunday when we finish the story. But uh, know that what you think right now that might make all the difference in the world, it probably won't be the thing. But the Lord still wants you to do the thing. He still wants you to take that next step. He still wants you to go all in. He still wants you to say, "Look, look, th- this is for the sake of the gospel. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Whatever, right? Whatever it is for you in your life that the Lord is leading you to do. Know that if that thing doesn't work out, there's probably still going to be a season of waiting on the back end of that, where the Lord is going to have to make the difference and come through, and know that He will." Uh, he always does, and that's what this story does. It, it it portrays, the narrator is portraying that the people that are involved in the story are going to do everything that they can do, but there's someone else that's operating behind the scenes, just like in Esther. Um, so I just want you to know that. like, Whatever it is, that next step maybe that you are motivated to take, know that that still might not be it. It still might not bring resolution um, and so the very last verse in, in Ruth chapter three is, let's see, let's wait and see what he does. So understand that the Lord still can take it further and will take it further uh, than you're able to take it. But it does require our faithfulness. And that tension that I see in the text is not where he's the overlord on everything and everything's predetermined, but more that he uh you know in a sense of him predetermining and being sovereignly god he allows us to make decisions and he wants us to make decisions and do the right thing um but anyway i just wanted to kind of maybe leave you with that thought uh, as a hope of encouragement that maybe you've done and and you're still in that season of waiting hey it's okay it's it's all right the lord will absolutely come through yep <clears throat> well i think that's a that's a really good bow for this conversation right there and uh, that leaves some tension for our, you know, the sermon this week and our conversation next week. So I'm looking yeah, forward to it. Are we uh, doing one next week? Because we're going to be, we're going to be gone. Uh, 
Hmm. I mean, we can for sure. Well, I guess we can super have a conversation about Michael Crawford's message. So <laughs> many bleeps this episode of him telling people. Well, hey, listen, we will. Uh, <laughs> man, that was good. It's a great ending to the episode. <laughs> and, um, you know, we will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see hey, you look, next week. We're we'll just having a conversation. We're but we either way, be there Sunday. Don't miss that. You won't want to miss. Yeah. Uh, and don't just settle for online. Be there in person if you can. Uh, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, but we will see you God on Sunday. You. God bless. Do less. Thanks so much for tuning in for this conversation on the Bethlehem Church Podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. If you want to know more about us, feel free to check out our website at BethlehemChurch.cc. And also, in every conversation we publish, you'll find our sermon notes in the description, and we hope that you'll study these topics further. We'll see you next time.